Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Kaylee. Kaylee, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kaylee. I am almost 19 years old, and I have pulmonary atresia with VSD, and I've had four major open heart surgeries, as well as I have a pacemaker implant. Thank you, Kaylee. And um, yes, so uh, you also have uh, congenital heart defects. And um, so my first question for you is, uh, what was your experience with your heart condition before you found the heart condition community? For me personally, I wasn't like introduced to anyone my age or like anyone like me. Well, I was probably around, I wanna say it was like nine or 10 when I first started going to Camp Taylor. Mm-hmm. And all of those people really let me grow into learning about my heart. But before then it was very, felt very isolated. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, I felt like very alone in that period of time. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. And I relate to you on that too. Uh, uh, it's really important to uh, have a support group so you could uh, be able to relate to other people and uh, you just, it's important to always keep in mind that even if you feel like you're alone, you're never alone in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Kaylee, so um, you also have a pacemaker and um, with your pacemaker, what has been like some of the challenges living with it? Um, for me, I kind of feel like it's being more underestimated in a sense where people see you going through all this stuff, but they don't technically see you going through all this stuff. And although, you know, you're doing it, you don't feel like you're doing it because it's, you know, it's your life. You kind of like, whether you were born with it or not, it's... I wouldn't say it as a challenge. It's just stuff we have to deal with. But other people do seem to see it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can uh, totally relate to you on that. Uh, it's, you know, with uh, congenital heart defects, it's really uh, difficult for people to understand. I think also, uh, not just because we have a chronic illness, but I think also because of how invisible it is. Um, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people just can, uh, just you, you, you just can't see it. Like, I remember being told, like, when I was in heart failure, like, even back then when I was, like, really blue, uh, a lot of people couldn't see how sick I was. Uh, and so I think uh, it's, I, I think you just mentioned a really uh, important point there, uh, that it's, uh, it's very invisible. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, you people couldn't tell that you were sick when you had your heart failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went into my emergency surgery in 2020, I didn't even know that my pacemaker stopped working. Mm. Like I had absolutely no idea until my cardiologist contacted me and said, hey, your pacemaker's off. You need to come in. Oh, wow. So I just went through, you know, the week and the weekend thinking I was completely normal which I wasn't. Wow. Wow. That's really, that sounds really scary. 
Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's always been, like, a, a really big fear of mine. I'm just so scared I'm going to, like, break my pacemaker, and then my heart's just going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah was... Pacemakers are tough, man. Yeah, they are. Especially when you're, like, especially when you're 100. So I'm 100% pace, so I have to, I'm, I literally, like, rely on it for every second yeah. of my life. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, uh, the, the emergency surgery you just uh, mentioned, uh, going through that in 2020, what was, what was that experience like for you? It was terrifying, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, the surgery itself wasn't terrifying. It was just the fact that I had no knowledge of, you know, my pacemaker being off or that I was in any sort of danger. Because from what, you know, the doctors said, I had less than a few hours before I could have dropped. And I guess that point, I was thinking about it. I was like, if I had continued going throughout my day, what would have happened? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think another point was that I found was really scary just for me is I tend to tune a lot of things out when I get too overwhelmed. So anytime the doctors, the nurses came in and they started talking about all these medical procedures that I needed to go through, I kind of tuned them out. So I wasn't like, by the time they left the room, I wasn't sure what's going on or what was I going to go through. Cause mm-hmm. I, I tuned out, I didn't hear a word they were saying. I was looking at them but I couldn't hear them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody, like when I asked about it again, nobody re-explained it to me because they basically said, well, we told you that the first time, just you should have listened. I was like, well, okay. Wow. Yeah. It, it's a really scary situation. And I have to like, be honest, I don't think I've ever really fully processed the whole emergency of my pace of getting my pacemaker because it was just, I, I it was so quick, it was so fast. <laughs> yeah. Another point is for me is I had my emergency surgery six months later after my scheduled surgery, so I was like mm. surgery back to back. Yeah. So I was still hovering from the scheduled surgery, so I couldn't do most of the things that I would have originally been able to do. And it just made the recovery process that much harder. Yeah, wow. I really, really relate to you on that, Kaylee. Um, My pacemaker surgery was just not even two months after my open heart surgery. And so I can understand, like, it really, like, I was, you know, we're still currently recovering from the first surgery. Now we all of a sudden need to have this surgery. And now it just made the recovery process even longer. And so it's, it's a lot to handle all at once. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. It was both physically and mentally a toll on me. And I don't think I really like processed it until probably about sometime last year, which is Mm. two years after I had the surgery. Wow, yeah, 
that that's really uh, interesting because I think when we're in the moment of a life-threatening situation and when it's such an emergency, it's so urgent, it's happening so quickly, we really just don't have time to really sit and think and process the whole information. And it, it's taken, I, I still, almost six years later, I still don't think I really was able to process the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's okay if people, like, you don't really process mm-hmm. it. Yeah. it. It's a it's a toll that your body's taken on, and mm-hmm. it'll process sooner or later, but it does, it does take time. And, you know, time, whether it be long or short, it's gonna it's gonna get there okay well thank you for that reassurance <laughs> uh i think you you really inspired me because i think you know this this conversation made me realize we both have some pretty similar situations that we have gone through with our heart conditions our heart conditions are different and we've had different like uh, uh abnormalities in our hearts but like in terms of our pacemaker uh, situations we really like went through almost the same exact situation <laughs> what we bonded over when we met at camp taylor is the fact that we both have pacemakers mm-hmm. and we both you know understand what one another was talking about when they said like something about a pacemaker mm-hmm. yeah like i've talked to a lot of people at camp taylor and most of them uh, some of them don't have pacemakers. And every mm-hmm. time I like talked about it, they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 I understand." But I don't think they like understood. So yeah. when you said you understood and you like you meant it, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, you know, you know. In addition to heart conditions, having a pacemaker uh, is is also very unique. And uh, you know, I've I've only met one other person also at camp who is also like 100% paced. And so, yeah, yeah it's so, it's so it's just, um, it's just so uh, interesting to, to meet other people who like have like almost your exact circumstances. <laughs> it's definitely reassuring to know that, you know, this, hey, I might feel this way, but this person might feel the same way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's always so important to, to have a support group and I'm, so glad we both found the heart condition community because it is really, really, I think it's really, really helped us really cope, especially, especially emotionally, especially emotionally. I've, I, I I talk about a lot about the physical challenges of having uh, a heart condition, but like I've, I've, I, I know it takes an emotional toll to constantly always be in the hospital yeah because it's very traumatizing it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and uh while on this topic i would just like to ask um what is your advice to anyone who has a chronic illness um i would have to say to know that you are never truly alone whether you go through surgeries doctor's appointments, go through medical professionals just to ask for advice, or just talking about it, you are never truly alone. Whatever walk of life, there's always somewhere, someone, somewhere, who can at least relate to you at least a little bit. 
Yes, absolutely. I am so inspired by uh, what what you just said, Kaylee. I think it's um, the most the most vital thing to always remember when dealing with some form of medical emergency in the hospital is there there is even if you may not feel like it, but there is someone else somewhere in the world going through the exact same thing you are going through right now, uh, and um, you just you just have to hold on to hope uh, that you're going to make it through it and it's I it's really difficult to deal with the emotional toll of of being in the hospital but um, you just always have to remember that uh, that there's all that uh, that there's always hope to get better and you will eventually be discharged out of the hospital <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah is there anything else you would like to share Kaylee um, I would just like to thank everyone at Camp Taylor for being just amazing people and making an amazing community to where it doesn't really feel like it's a community. It's like a family. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like one big old family. You pick up right where you left off, mm -hmm. no matter how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, everyone at Camp Taylor, we're all so much more than just friends. We're, we're really family and we really exactly. look out for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on my podcast, Kaylee. I'm well, so... thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so excited that you wanted to do it. Uh, thank you because, uh, you know, this is, I, I know a lot of, uh, uh, I know a lot of heart can a lot of our heart condition friends listen to it, and um, and so um, I think it's really exciting. Uh, I'm so excited that um, another person from camp wanted to do it. 